All right. Welcome back to another week of What You Spin, and this is episode nine. You could call it Alk Day Eve, if you will. Uh, episode <laughs> nine. Uh, really stoked for this one. Really stoked for next week. We've been uh, doing some really good stuff lately. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's dive right up into it. Uh, Jacob, how are you? We're doing good. We are ready for this week. Great this week, so I'm ready to get into it. Yeah. George, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Fuck. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm stoked. Let's dive right into it. Uh, this week, we decided to start off with the boy, George. Uh, George, what album did you have for us this week? The Infamous by Mob D. Drug dealers dream, stash cream, keys on a triple beam, 500 SL green, 95 nickel gleam, condominium, thug dressed like a gentleman, tailor-made ostrich, Chanel for my women friend, murdering, numbers on your head while I'm burglaring, shank is serving them, what's up to all my niggas swerving in New York metropolis, the bridge breaks apocalypse. Um, so this album came out, uh, 96, I think. Um, dude, this album is so, so good. Uh, and especially because, you know, most of the album, it was produced just by like Havoc and, and Prodigy. Um, and I remember, I think he said somewhere in an interview that like he, he didn't, uh, he didn't know how to rap and Havoc taught him how to rap. I'm like, oh shit. Um. And I feel like that's super, that's a really cool uh, skill set to have to be able to produce and then also like rap. Uh, and then especially over your own shit, you know, um, something that, you know, MF Doom has done. Uh, and yeah, there's just so many uh, songs on this album that are just like absolute bangers. The way their rhyme flow is like so, so cool. Um, and it's interesting that they came from Long Island and they were like repping Queensbridge like hard. Um, but I think the relationship with Nas and like other people uh, kind of like just was cool. So it was fine. Like nobody had a problem with it. But this group was so like big that uh, they had beef with <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, like Tupac and stuff. I think they were the first people to uh, diss Tupac when when Tupac uh, made that hit him up track. Um, that <laughs> he said something about uh, doesn't one of them have like sickle cell or something? <laughs> and that was yeah, prodigy. Rest in peace. Um, and yeah, I mean. And I think they were like pretty young too when they when they did this. I think this was their uh, debut album. I think before they had like two other like little uh, like projects they made. Um, <clears throat> yeah, then they got signed. Then that's when they dropped this. Um, and yeah, they were pretty young. I think they were like in their like late teens. I want to say uh, 1918 or something like that. Kind of like Nas. It's like I can't imagine. I might have mentioned this on on the first episode, but. I can't imagine like being that age and being able to work on something like this. I mean, I'm sure they, they didn't know that it was going to be <laughs> what it is today. Right. Um, and it's just an absolute banger. What, a, what do you guys have to say about it? 
Yeah, I I think, dude, this album, I think it's a staple of hip-hop. I think it's a staple, and it's, like, one of the bigger hip-hop albums, not only of the 90s, but in recent years, too. It's impact that it's had, not only on East Coast rap, but just the whole rap game in general. It really is insane, and it can't be looked over. Because um, Prodigy yeah. and Havoc, I think this really... For this to be like one of, because they had a mixtape before this, I think, but the fact that this was their album that they came out with, and it was just came out in like such a bang, just put both of them already like in the legendary status, and even more, I think, with the uh, with uh, Prodigy's passing, uh, rest in peace. But yeah, I, I think this album for sure is this is hip hop. Like it really is hip hop. Like if you if you look at it even today, um, if you want to talk about like just in pop culture, this album and a lot of the songs on this album are talked still talked about and still referenced. Um, one of the bigger ones that comes to mind for me is um, that uh, movie Eight Mile, where in the oh, last yeah. <laughs> style they're uh, they're freestyling over um, over the freaking. Uh, Shook ones part two. Yeah, they're 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 rapping over shook ones, dude. And you hear the beat, and you like know, and like everyone in that movie is just like <laughs> bouncing to oh. it, got to go off. Like it's it's such a legendary track and an album because for them to be as young as they were, and for them to still come out with such a bang and have like Nas be on the album. Um, it's also got at some point you this is also where we start seeing Alchemist um, start coming up with um, with Mob Deep and, and Prodigy because he was actually one of the writers for one of the songs in there one or two songs on there um, so yeah it's it really is I think a legendary album it can go understated like one of like the Mount Rushmore like east side um, east coast hip-hop albums of, of all time I think Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, easily. Uh, I just wanted to say real quick. Sorry, Dorian. Uh, uh, yeah. I was pulling up a picture. I Maybe you could post it like later or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, they had you know Raekwon and Nas on this album. Uh, and I think Q-Tip even rapped a little bit because he also produced like, uh, like two, or, two or three tracks. But I pulled up the picture and it's like it, seeing Havoc Prodigy Nas and Raekwon all together in a studio and they're just like posted up like it <laughs> dude it it's so cool to see that uh that's like <laughs> it's like an Avengers team <laughs> like you got yeah. like everybody you know um you know Wu-Tang and stuff like that and it's just it's so cool to to see different people come together and just do something amazing uh, yeah yeah, it's uh, this album has was one that I honestly had never actually gone and listened to the whole thing. You know, I had heard the bangers off of it. You know, uh, eye for an eye, uh, your beef, your beef is mine. Uh, such a that's a great track. that's just such a great track. Survival of the fittest. You know, I had heard I had heard like the classics off of it, but never went and actually uh, visited it. And it's incredible. Like you can like you guys had like you guys perfectly wrapped it up or you know said 
that it's its influence can't can't go without being mentioned uh mob deep it's they were so iconic as a duo that i had forgot i had forgotten that havoc was the other guy i knew it was prodigy i forgot that it was havoc and i forgot that they both actually produced up until this morning when i was reading up on it and it's one of those things that you know you go and you hear all these banger tracks for years you know it being an eight mile absolutely massive for this uh and then you go and listen to the full thing and you're blown away it was like holy shit like this whole entire project is just dense it is so dense every song i noticed every song is almost five minutes long which is <laughs> unreal and outside of the raekwon and nas feature you've got uh ghostface killer on a song uh you guys already mentioned q-tip and his production was on there too and just my god man <laughs> what a what an album uh there was one particular line I screenshotted it uh, st- uh, start of your ending literally the first track uh, <laughs> there's a bar and it says I'm open off the Danny open me up or get sprayed with the sweeper because I'm my brother's keeper the grim reaper holding with nothing but big matters <laughs> and big heaters it's like Dang. <laughs> my god and that's like the end of the first verse and it's <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It was un just yeah. stuff like that, even off of like, you know, the bangers are bangers for whatever reason, you know, whether they were used in a movie or whatever. But there's little nuggets like that all throughout this album where it's like even the interludes on this album are top notch, in my opinion. But yeah, oh, I have a little bit more I want to say, but I'll save it. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, dude, uh, eye for eye. Yeah, that's like for a while that was usually like my favorite um, song because Havoc, man, I that song is really, really, really dark, uh, and it just like was like whoa, it kind of like fucking threw me off. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like holy shit, somebody, <laughs> someone's gonna get murdered. <laughs> um, and uh and then this was also like the first time i heard nas go really really dark this time like he his whole verse was just dark um and he had like a really really sick like verse or verses um and yeah when i heard that like i i literally kept rewinding it back i'm like holy shit holy shit um and yeah dude uh also uh temperatures rising uh sampling many river temperature rising literally the same name of the song but um q-tip i don't know like how he did it i don't know like i keep listening to this song temperature rising and I'm trying to figure out like why why it's so punchy. Like the when the beat comes in, it like lines up with something else, and it it like oh, I can't. It, it's hard to describe. Uh, but it's like dun, 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 dun. like it. It's such a banger. Um, that and um, 
what's it called? Wow, it just escaped my mind. Um, well, there's shook ones too. Like that obviously is like a banger. Um, I I hadn't seen Eight Mile because I'm not the biggest Eminem fan, and I hadn't seen Eight Mile till like I it was probably like I think 2018, um, and so. I had no idea that, you know, Chuck Ones was like on that. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, shit. like, yeah, they're playing Chuck Ones on this song. It was crazy. Um, that is a good movie, though. I did enjoy it. Um, and uh, what was it called? Wow, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this uh, song. This is another song that, like, I could not uh, stop listening to. Um, I added it to our uh, playlist. Um, up North Trip. Uh, because it's so, like, groovy, but they're also saying some hard, hard stuff. Uh, he's like, dude, I'm going to head up north, dude. <laughs> Fuck this shit, dude. Um, and, yeah, the also I wanted to talk about the, like, the skits. Uh, the infamous uh, prelude cracks me up so much because you like it just it's such I'm not saying he was under the influence of anything right but like it's such a it's such a coke rant (laughs) like and like within the beginning when he's like it it all like I could picture it like it literally looks like he's looking down and like trying to roll something but then you also hear, Eddie, I'm not even trying to say, like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to say, you know, like, I'm hard or I'm front or anything like that. <laughs> like, um, but, I mean, he just keep they kept it real, like, throughout the whole thing. Um, the transition uh, from the grave prelude and cradle to the grave, it was just seamless. Like, it was just, like, this track, the prelude went right into um, the Cradle to the Grave. Um, and it was, dude, <laughs> the the Grave prelude, it's crazy. Like, the, someone gets shot and he's like, hey, yo, he's like, don't, like, like, he was making so much noise. He's like, dude, don't close your eyes. He's like, do not close your eyes. And, like, they're freaking out or whatever, but it's, you know, Cradle to the Grave, <laughs> like, the name and everything. Um, and the start of your ending, the 41st side, um, so the 41st street is where, um, Mob Deep was at, was, was at, and then, uh, Nas was on 40th, <laughs> so, like, they're, like, right there, um, but I, so I used to listen to this song before going to school, not because of the lyrics, but because of just the beat alone, uh, it's really, like, low-key, and it's, like, chill, and I would, like, listen to that before going to school um and it's funny that that's the song i chose the start of your ending going to school (laughs) right (laughs) um it's like i and i didn't think about that until like recently but uh yeah dude um and yeah i just want to pull up uh naz's uh lyrics real quick because it's just like unbelievable dude like i i get like i'm like i'm just totally like surprised by it um 
And also Havoc and Prodigy go so hard on this too. Everybody on this track goes so hard. Raekwon goes really hard right after Nas's uh, verse. Um, <laughs> Prodigy, dude. Uh, try to infiltrate my fort, get caught that up in New York. My brain is packed with criminal thoughts. <laughs> your life lost, never found again, my friend. We should complete it. Watch your drop in less than 10. Uh, that was actually Havoc's first, my bad. Um, crazy, crazy uh, lines. Um, and then Nas, a drug dealer's dream, stash cream keys on a triple beam, 500 SL green, 95 nickel green condominium, thug dressed like a gentleman, tailor-made ostrich, nails for my women, Fred, murdering, numbers on your head while I'm burglaring. Um, New York Metropolis, the bridge breeds apocalypse, shoot out the clouds, feels like the holy beast is watching us. Madman, my sanity is gone like an hourglass. Gone inside of my bad hand, a slice, slice trying to bag grams. Like, dude, oh my God. It, like, it's unreal. Like, I, I, it's still to this day, like, there's not a time where I listen to like, you are, like, gonna, I'm gonna rewind the song. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna rewind this. Dude, um, something, uh, yeah, that's, Something about like the storytelling about like Prodigy and Havoc on like every song, they're like telling a story, dude. Um, like yeah. Shook ones, like I I know I almost know like word for word, like Prodigy verse. <laughs> Cause it's a fucking banger. But like it's like a story, like he's talking about like how like shit's going down and like you gotta lay low and you gotta fucking like wash your back and all this. Um I really like Temperatures Rising. It's that's always been like one of my favorite songs on this album um just because of the storytelling like of like how he's rapping and it sounds like he's like talking to someone on the phone like like this whole like verse that he's spinning it sounds like he's like talking to him he's like yo what up son like i heard they got you on the run like just like lay low and like it's yeah, funny what up black <laughs> yeah he's like, he's like telling him like a bunch of stuff that like looking for him and whatever um one of the funny one of the funny uh, lines on it is like, uh, once in a blue, I check to see how you're doing. I know you need loot, so I send it through Western Union. Western Union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, like, I don't know, just like the storytelling and like how, how it like all like lines up. Cause it all makes sense. Like, he's like, like, hey, like, I hear they got you like, cause like you're on the run for a body. So like lay low, like put your guns away, like hide everything. If you need money, I'll be there. Um, but just stay low because the temperature's rising. Oh, it's getting hot, you know, like they're on his ass. Yeah. And like, just like- And then the hook comes in. <laughs> every song, yeah. And then the temperature's rising. Like, you know, like that, like, yeah. <laughs> that, like the high notes and everything. Like, I don't know, there's something about like all of the songs have like a storytelling to them that it just like, fits in perfectly and, and every time it's just like so smooth every song is like so fucking good dude so good it's high it's like temperatures rising is like this this is high stakes man like this <laughs> i don't want to compare it to gta because this that was real life but it, it's like they got yo you got five stars right now you got to cool down the cops are hot yeah <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> Oh, this mother, uh, this motherfucker! 
Yeah, yeah, you better you better park that car in the bushes and lay low for ten seconds. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Oh, so. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, And then also uh, another funny line. It's on uh, the up north trip where he's like, uh, (laughs) "What you in for, kid? Bussing nuts." Uh, just roasted the shit out of him. Um, and uh, I, so I want to like compare um, Temperatures Rising to um, One Love on Illmatics uh, and Maz Illmatic because they're both they're both talking to their homie that's locked up. And they're like, yo, Naz is more like, yo, I'm saying hi, what's up to your family and stuff like that. But uh, Prodigy was just like straight up, dude, I'm send you guys money and shit like that and, and havoc too and like um so it's super ill to to see that and, and hear it uh the video for what was the song i can't remember but there was a video that i watched and i was just like dude this is fucking absolutely wild <laughs> like they're just wild in the fuck out um yeah it's just it yeah that's uh pretty much all I have to say. I Well, I say that, but I'm sure there's more. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, just some, just a couple little things that I have here. Uh, you talked about that, the infamous prelude or interlude, that, that first uh, little interlude track. And, one, yeah. yeah, it's so good. And I remember I was driving to work listening to it, and uh, it, I heard that I ain't trying to say blah, whatever he said, you know, the first part. And I, I literally like shot up and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is that okay? Because there's a song that I, I sent you guys a little snippet of it. It's called intermission by Jack beats. And it's, it's a deep house track. And every single time I've DJed like, and like had it. Cause most of the time when I mix, I'll sit there and just be doing it in my headphones. But when I do it out loud for other people, I'll sit there and mix for like an hour, like up to an hour. And I use that as like an intermission for me to go like take a piss, like, you know, do whatever, like step away for two seconds. Uh, Because a lot of the times, (laughs) the last couple of times that I did do that i was in a full spider-man suit so it was like a lot to get out of so I was like i gotta put on a, I gotta put on a song that i can run away to so i can get out of this goddamn outfit uh, and, so i thought that was awesome i was like i, I heard that no i'm saying and i was like oh holy i was like is that where this is sampled from i, I like, recognized it yeah, I've literally, dude, I got to work and sat in my car before I went in and scrolled through my SoundCloud because I have a mix on there with it in it. And I was like, what? I was like, what is that song called? Had to figure it out. Uh, so that was awesome. I like every single prelude on this. All of the weird little interlude snippets, skits, whatever the hell you want to call them. They're incredible. Uh, and one thing that I love about it is you can tell that there's multiple productions on it or multiple people producing on it because the snare tone on all of these beats changes. <clears throat> Sorry, almost from song to song. Uh, and my favorite one is uh, <laughs> give up the goods. That snare tone is so just, it's just dry and like punchy as fuck. And it's like aggressive. 
and the song before it that I can't. Q Tip produced um, a Give yep. Up the Goods. Yeah, I, it... I think it was it was him and Havoc. They okay. That yeah. that would make sense because it did have it had almost like an early Tribe Called Quest drum sound. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I heard that. I was like, oh man, like, because when I listen to beats, like I've said a couple times, I try to, you know, think of it. I, you know, try to really listen to what's going on. And so I was like, oh, that snare tone is just disgusting. So that was really, that's why Give Up the Goods is my number one pick off of this album. After that, uh, Survival of the Fittest and then Up North Trip, which we've talked at length about. I love, all three of those songs those are my top three and that's all i've got to say about the infamous what are your top three jacob it's hard to pick i like it's fucking very hard <laughs> but i i like like the majority of these songs i love them um but if i had to pick like my favorite ones um it would probably be ah, fuck it probably temperature is rising would for sure be on there it'd probably be like my third pick um and then i would go with uh eye for an eye and then what else i want to say shook ones but i'm gonna be real i really liked uh qu hectic i really like that song too great song i think it's yeah i mean all of these songs i think i think could be like in a top three top five um of my favorite songs of, of mop d but easily yeah the great production and, on qb hectic is it's is dark yeah uh, i think my it's hard because i feel like uh each like song like i think it's my favorite and then like i some time passes and then i'm like oh this is my this is my favorite song but then you know just like listening to it as a whole fucking hard um but i i want to say i probably listen to the 41st side or the start of the ending 41st side and temperatures rising and up north trip the most um so temperatures rising i think is my favorite and then the start of the ending um I mean, you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna switch eye for an eye for um, star branding. So it's temperatures rising, uh, eye for an eye, up north, three picks. Hell yeah! So up next, we've got my album, and I picked for this week "Toxicity" by System of a Down. second album released in 2001 system of a down is a they're from armenia based but based in california uh so armenian like new metal like alternative metal basically is what this album is uh one of my favorite albums of all time easily in my top five uh jacob 
uh, when Jacob and I started talking about collecting and stuff and, you know, started, you know, becoming homies, I told him, I was like, I've been on the hunt for toxicity for probably the better part of four years. And he uh, was a homie and gave me that for my birthday. So shout out. But uh, what did y'all think of System of a Down toxicity? Dude, I'll be the first to say, well, actually, no, you already said it. But yeah, this is one of my favorite albums, dude. One of my favorite metal albums, for sure, dude. Initially, when I saw that record, um, I got it at Moonrock, and I, I had got it for myself. <laughs> because I was like, dude, this is a dope find. I'm going to keep this. And I hadn't actually opened it. Um, and then, like, the same week or, like, a week after, we were talking, Dorian, and you were like, yeah, I've been looking for it. And I was like, ooh, I want this, but I might just give it to Dorian for, like, a present or anything. And then it was coincidentally your birthday too so it fucking worked out so i was like dude gotta gotta hook it up for, for the boy yeah the homie <laughs> but dude no this this album for sure it, i think it's to be honest to be quite honest i think it is like i think it was my introduction to metal music um because when when i was growing up i would hang out a lot with my cousins with my family and um, my cousin, uh, Sergio and Hayu, shout out, shout out La Familia. Primo! Uh, primo! Yeah, my, my cousins, my primos and shit. Um, they would listen to everything. They listen to a lot, of, mainly hip hop and rock. Um, and this is one of those albums that they had this like going nonstop. Um, <laughs> and I remember, this is gonna sound real nerdy, cause it is real nerdy. The first time I heard this album, was um from a video that my cousin made of him playing runescape <laughs> and he put uh oh shit <laughs> in the background as the like montage song or whatever the fuck <laughs> like it was real nerdy and shit but like i don't know it just it just like created an atmosphere and like it just something that just like still to this day like sticks in my brain like I was seeing that like so young and I this game seemed really lame but it got me into not only RuneScape and I, I don't play anymore but not only RuneScape but also like System of a Down and like rock music as a whole so I think it's like it's one of like the earlier like experiences that I had with rock um, and for that reason this album really is like really special to me like it's it's one of my introduction not only to system but that whole genre of metal and it got me more into metal um so yeah it's fucking fantastic but uh yeah i'm gonna get into a little bit more about each track on that i'll let uh, i'll let george go down um yeah so uh y'all don't crucify me for this shit um but like so chop suey was the song that obviously like i heard first because i that was the one i was like on the radio right um and i always like in my head i was just like who the fuck listens to this trash fucking shit like this is garbage <laughs> like fuck this shit uh and i'd always just make fun of it uh and i would always be like uh uh <laughs> Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? <laughs> you wanted to. Um, I would always like say that, just like making fun of it. Um, and then I remember like later, I actually skimmed through it. And I'm like, fuck, it was actually kind of fucking hard. 
Um, and then that was like pretty much it. And then this time going through, I immediately was like, dude, they go so fucking hard. And like the first, they wasted zero time in getting into it. First song, prison song. And it was just, it was something that was like, yo, our country's fucked up. And they start pulling up statistics too, which was that, that fucking blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like they're disinvested in like spreading awareness <laughs> pretty much of how fucked yeah. up shit is. I'm sure like the, the incarceration rate is a lot higher than, than what they said at, at the time. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's something fucking like incredible. Um, and, you know, like I was, I was at work. I, I was been I've been pulling OT uh, at work, and um, you know I would get like really tired, and I'd have to like drink, slam a fucking energy drink or two, sometimes three, and I would play this. Dude, I go so hard at work, bro. <laughs> I'm like moving around, like, you know, yeah. talking fruit and stuff, yeah, and veggies just, and stuff like that. Just real quick uh, on the prison song, I had you perfect segue for me to bring up the lyrics my favorite part of that whole song is the breakdown toward the end and where he's like uh all research and, and successful drug policy shows that treatment should be increased and law enforcement decreased while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences yes. and then it goes into that little sub breakdown where it's like don't 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 and it's uh he says utilizing drugs to pay for secret wars around the world drugs are now your global policy now you police the globe and i remember the first time hearing that working at a fucking call center i was <laughs> i was answering an email i was like hold up wait hold up hold up i had to take a step back and i'm like, not ready to take this call right now <laughs> I was like, I, it was a support center and it was all email thankfully and i heard that song i literally rewound it just like you were saying about infamous and i was like jesus dude just yeah that song is incredible but continue with what you think about it george uh no you're good uh yeah just you pulled it up dude like that's easily like that's also what like pulled me in even more i'm like oh shit like they're not playing around like this this they're really fucking talking about something that is actually important and cool um because like they've even like specify like what it is like they're really pretty much talking about every every demographic and every like uh minority too i mean by talking about this this specific problem they're talking about every minority and i'm like dude i feel like i don't feel like you're bashing on me i feel like i'm fucking thank you <laughs> like you know uh and yeah i was just like super happy that you started talking about that shit and i'm like oh fuck like this is actually i was like in my head i'm like damn i'm sorry for making fun of you <laughs> um and then yeah you know like i listened to this uh while you know biking i did like um like 12 miles or whatever the runtime was like a little over 40 minutes uh well actually it was less um yeah it was less than 30 it was less than 40 minutes which was how it, the album was like what 44 minutes long um and uh chop suey i listened to that again like on my ride home and uh as soon as that song came on 
like dude it literally like i was one with my bike i was weightless and i was flying dude like there was like people dogs i was just like like dude the intro of that song made me feel like i had tunnel vision dude i was just like fucking mashing so fucking hard dude uh <laughs> then I, uh, wake up <laughs> like it just it made me laugh and but like dude it, it just goes so hard and then you know like psycho comes on and i'm just like dude i can't even like fathom this right now like i can't believe that i really slept on this album so hard dude uh for because for years i was just like it's fucking stupid like what the fuck and now I'm just like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, I want to look myself in the mirror and be like, dude, you're a dumbass. Yeah. Like, fuck. Um, but I think it goes back to, um, I think it was last episode where, Dorian, you were saying like, hey, I'm just, you know, I know what I like and I'm just going to stick to that. And that's kind of like how I felt. But, I mean, of course, me being me, I'm going to talk shit and be like, yo, fuck this shit. <laughs> uh but now it's just like the complete opposite and uh like i'm i'm very not a fan of screamo i try to get into it but this i like it because it it's not like the whole fucking thing like it switches up a lot and like needles for example i think it was needles that has like it switches up multiple times it's like multiple songs in one song um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I might be wrong, but I, I remember it like switching up. Uh, but it's hard to say because every time like I would listen to this album, it's, well, for me at least, like it was so hard. Like the next song would come on. I'm like, wait, they switch up so many times. I'm like, is this the same song or like what? Now I'd have to check and I'd be like, oh shit, I'm already on the third song right now. I'm like, what's going on? Um, and I think that's what's really cool. Uh, and then every time like they would switch up, um, it's just really like really good. It's not like, oh, I don't really like this part of the song. It was like, dude, this is also a really good part. Um, and yeah, no, and X too. X is a really good song. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much like what I have to say, dude. This you're very. I'm I'm like really glad that you brought this up dude because like i so i thought Pri i do like primus um and i'm glad you brought that up uh a frizzle fry but this one i'm like i resonated it with like a lot more just because i talked shit about it right and i'm just like dude this is better to me i like lincoln park but i listen to this i'm like dude, this is better than, than this part and uh i did not know they're armenian that's fucking crazy yeah yeah they're armenian and uh over i want to say like not this summer but the one prior there's a lot of shit going on in armenia like uh back in the day like they talk they're so politically driven because they talk a lot about in their earlier stuff they talk a lot about the armenian genocide and there was basically like another thing popping off in armenia and they hadn't gotten together and done anything since 2006 they got back together or they never broke up they were like on hiatus i guess 
they got back and made music for the first time in like 15 years back in like 2020 and it was they dropped two songs and both of them were like homages to what was going on in armenia at the time uh and they were bangers too like these guys just don't miss uh but yeah jacob uh you sound you seem like you've got a lot more to say so why don't you take it away yeah man like i don't know man system of a down is i think really does hold its own in in my eyes because it's it was so different from what I had heard at the time, because, like, in my come up and, like, in my childhood, like, I hadn't really listened to rock. Like, I mean, sure, some rock, like, soft, like, soft rock, like, nothing too crazy, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, we could say, but nothing that was, like, metal and, like, like heavy drum, heavy guitar-driven. Um, that's what I like about this album. At a lot of the points, a lot of the songs, sometimes they'll go real crazy they'll go real hard and then it just soothes down and then all you hear is just like a like a light snare and like just like a guitar a guitar like playing like a, a smooth like like a like like a low like not as crazy like version of a it. nice smooth rhythm i noticed yeah. that too it is yeah. just like that a lot like on a lot of songs um one of the like i guess more like popular ones that we could talk about is aerials like the intro is like do 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 like it's like it's just like quiet and it's like almost it's almost like methodical like you you hear it and like you're like okay like this is nice and then you hear the drums coming in they're like do 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 and then they're just like going off and then and then you hear do 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 like it's it's like how they switch back and forth to like being like calm and then it just goes insane um, same thing with like uh, with psycho it's like it's like oh, yeah dude oh man crazy cocaine like it's like going crazy and it's going batshit insane um my favorite songs for sure are the three like main songs you know toxicity um freaking uh chop suey and aerials but uh, listening back to it i liked a lot more songs that i hadn't heard um in a while like forest um forest uh atwa and science like those three tracks like back to back Fucking phenomenal, love them. Um, same thing with Psycho, right in between uh, Toxicity and Aerials. Like I feel like it was a good switch up that it was like more intense and like you could see like how like the intensity that they brought like in 2001. Like they're like upbeat and like real like crazy on the drums and like crazy on the guitars. Um, and like it was it was funny. Like same thing with George. Like I I like go to the gym a lot and shit and I'm like listening to music. So I was listening to like this album. And I just got so nostalgic, dude. I got so nostalgic that I was like, I was like, uh, I was hitting chest or some shit. And like, I was like at my last rep and then the song just got crazy. And like, I felt it coming down on me. And then I was like, no, I'm just fucking press it up. You know, I'm like, I'm not feeling this. Um, but like, I got so nostalgic that I went back and listened to their other albums, like Hypnotize and, and Mesmerize and like uh, Violent Pornography and like, oh songs dude like i got so nostalgic dude i was like oh my god like yeah man i don't know it's this this is one of those bands and one of those albums that i feel like is is like one of my like my favorite like metal and and rock album for sure so yeah and i have yet to like like dive into like their other shit and definitely after this i'm like i'm gonna check this out dude because like and then I was telling you guys the other or yesterday when I mm. dude I full 
got cramps right in my <laughs> yeah uh because i just like it made me just want to go so fucking hard dude like i would not stop dude i was just like i want to go fast i want to go fast uh and it just like brought out like all like a bunch of emotions too like it really like was emotion heavy like i was just like everything that i've you know felt and accumulated uh, accumulated that was like you know i uh <laughs> i love living here in america i feel grateful for my parents coming over here you know and being here um after chicano and stuff like that but you know there's clearly still problems um there's problems in 2001 and there's clearly still problems now um and and just like hearing someone talk about it and just the way that it goes hard just really made me just want to like I was there with them when I was going hard on my bike. I was just really there with them, it felt like. Uh, right. And yeah, I got what was cramping. Yeah. <laughs> like my legs were cramping, dude. Like it fucking hurt, dude. Like the last uh, like three miles was fucking, cause I can't stop pedaling with my fixed gear bike. I have to just constantly pedal. There is no coasting. So it just fucking was like pain. I know Dorian is gonna talk a little bit more, but I, I wanted to bring this up too. This is also like uh, toxicity and aerials, where like I used to play guitar, and those were like two of like the beginning songs that I had like tried, attempted to like learning. Like I could play the intro and like the interlude, but the actual like when they were going hard, I was like in my mind, I was like, I'm not that good. But if I ever get good, I want to be able to play the full song, you know? Because um, I, I could play the intro and everything, and because it was like slower and not as crazy. But yeah, it's yeah, it's had a big impact on me for sure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite albums for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of playing it, any of these songs on an instrument, Chop Suey is actually one of the most fun songs to play on guitar, bass, and drums. Uh, when I was still heavily playing instruments and stuff i made it a point to learn that song on all three and oh my god it is one it's a workout no matter what instrument you're playing it on it's a fucking workout and two it is so fun because it's just all over the place and the way it changes and that intro uh drum groove is so fun it was actually it was one of the first songs i tried to learn on drums because it was it uh works drumming uh works out it trains your brain to move all four of your appendages at different times and uh because it it's going all over the drum set like you hear it's like and so i was like all right to learn limb independence is what they call it i was like all right i'm gonna learn this song and i would literally go into the band room at lunch like after school and like Mm -hmm. was I was homies with the band teacher. I was like, let me just chill in here. Like with my headphones, I'm going to just jam out. And so, but yeah, that's one of the most fun songs of all time to play on any instrument. Uh, I have so many notes for this. A uh, couple of fun facts, a couple of fun facts. Serge Tankian, the uh, singer is brother-in-laws with the drummer, John Delmoyen, because their wives are sisters. So that's actually, yeah. That's actually pretty dope. And Serge Tanky and their singer is also a trained opera singer. I sent y'all a YouTube video. I did. I was meant to watch it, right? But I, I missed it. No, it's uh, they did a an orchestra did a concert 
of songs from Game of Thrones and on the soundtrack that they released, they had Surge go on there and sing and they brought him out at this concert. And it it literally gives me goosebumps just talking about it. And I've watched it a billion times and I just like it literally it it moves you in a way. And I was like, I've never even fucking watched this show. Like I've seen like maybe three scenes from this show and this was unreal. Uh so all of that is just incredible. Uh what was I what was I gonna say? Uh speaking of science, y'all mentioned science. Uh there's there's so much that they do on this album. Uh I was reading up on it today that it they really went from their their debut album, their self-titled was very much new metal, which, you know, bands like Korn, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, System get lumped into this because it was like the late 90s metal movement. What's, sorry, can I, I don't mean to cut you off. What's uh, up? What's, so what's the difference between progressive rock and, and new metal? Is that like, what? what is the, the difference between the two? Prog so rock? Like, yeah. Or progressive metal. So me and my coworker were like kind of like talking about that. Mikey, mm-hmm. she was telling me about this, and I was trying to like wrap my head around it. I'm like, wait, okay, so what? What? What's the difference? Like, what? Is, and I started thinking about Primus and and um and this album. I'm like, well, well, where does that fit? So uh to compare it, to use stuff that I've uh that I've brought up on the pod is uh System of a Down is what you would classify as new metal toxicity falls under the new metal umbrella enema by tool falls under the it's it's progressive like alternative metal is what tool is tools really hard to lump into a category but they they fall underneath the to make an umbrella out of it uh they fall Mm -hmm. underneath the progressive thing prog rock from like the 70s and 80s is you're going to get into more like jethro toll rush stuff like that but if we're talking metal i like rush (laughs) yeah me too i I love rush uh but uh to put it to compare it to albums that i know you've heard enema by tool is the progressive category and toxicity is the new metal category okay got you but yeah, so they fall underneath that umbrella. But this album, they did so many different subgenres of metal music, and there were a couple points on this that you could actually listen to and say, "Oh, this was like the like some early showings of what deathcore would become," which is very breakdown oriented, very guttural vocals, very growl vocals, like screams, like stuff that you. Uh, I want to show you Would guys. Would you say like Avenged Sevenfold like really like took inspiration from System of a Down? Would you say that? I would say so. I would say so. They kind of came out at uh, there wasn't a lot of time between System, or there was yeah there was a decent there was a good enough amount of time between System coming out and Avenged Sevenfold that I could see that influence. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so many things about it. Like they do like they throw it back to like thrash metal with you know uh, some like metallica megadeth inspired shit and then they do like i was saying like the earliest signings of like deathcore which is like very breakdown oriented and science is one of those songs where they're playing and then it goes dun 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 
and then goes into this random breakdown and then right back into the science has failed like yeah has failed what did you say science has failed the earth or something like yeah, that science yeah. has failed our world science has failed our, our mother world. earth yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just unreal i just like that not only like did they really dive into like the our our issues as a country but they also mentioned issues like as a whole like the, our world problems um and uh shout out rage against the machine i think this is why i really actually enjoyed this is because of rage against the machine shout out Zachary la roca um but you know they're always talking about like shit that's going on that's like fucked up um and this is it falls under that same thing for me, even though they sound different. They cl- clearly sound different. Um, I feel like Rage exactly. Against Machine is like rock hip hop. Oh that's yeah. In my that's a hot take, but I feel like no, it is. It's, it's not hip hop no. orientated in terms of drums and stuff like that. Yeah, but, like rapping on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. He goes off, but yeah, that's not a hot take at all. That's they are that. Uh, but to wrap up my thoughts on it, I'll just give my final, my last three song or my three songs from it. Uh, my favorite song off the album, Forest. Second would be Toxicity. And then my third one, I actually can't pick. So I did uh, one or the other. I, they interchange for me. I did ATWA or Prison Song. Those are both incredible, incredible songs. Uh yeah, those are my top three tracks. George, what about you? What are your top three? Um, so it has to be... Um, I can't not pick Prison Song just because of the first one. Uh, and I really like that one. Um, and then Chop Suey because I always wanted to hate it, but then it just fucking gave me cramps. So <laughs> Chop Suey. Uh, and then psycho because i fucking love the lyrics on that psycho could be okay like ah dude i love that um and yeah those are my top three uh but it's kind of hard because i like x also uh, and i do like toxicity right and the, the needle switches up so many times too that i really like but i feel like those are the three that i that i pick a uh, prison song chop suey and uh uh hell yeah well that was toxicity that was a lot of a lot of good stuff about toxicity yeah uh all righty and next last but certainly not least we've got jacob's pick for this week and i know that i'm stoked as hell to talk about it jacob what did you pick for us my friend duran jones and the indications um it is their Self-titled debut album. funk r&b at some points there's like two or three songs on there that are like r&b um 
Yeah, it's a fantastic fucking album. This album is their debut album. It originally came out in 2016 um, under Coal Mine. Um, Coal Mine is a record record label that they picked them up. Um, I think they're based out of Indiana, I want to say. Um, and yeah, they're just like... It, it's mainly composed of three dudes, of Duran Jones, um, Aaron Frazier, and... Um, Blake something, Blake Rain or something, I think Blake Rain. Um, it was mainly composed of those three dudes, um, Duran Jones being the lead singer, and and then uh, Aaron, Aaron Frazier, he's like the second vocalist, the second singer, but he also does uh, guitar, I think. And then Blake was, or no, Aaron, does, Aaron does drums. their drummer, yeah. Aaron does drums, and then Blake does guitar. Um, but yeah, they were picked up by Coal Mine Records, um, great, great record label, um, Actually, funny enough, that's how I found out about them um, through Coal Mine Records, because Coal Mine Records does a lot of like soul and funk. Um, they actually, George, they made um, not made, they signed um, Dojo Cuts, um, and Dojo Cuts, um, like <laughs> George is like mind fucked. Dude, I I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> I, yeah. that's, I have that written down. I'm gonna talk about Dojo Cuts. Yeah, they. That? It's like that's crazy. I didn't know that. That's wild. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. how I found out about them because Cold Mine, the actual like record label, like they sign a lot of like oldies and like soul and funk. Um, but yeah, like modern day. But yeah, yeah, that sounds like old school. But it like yeah, they got signed by Cold Mine in 2016, um, and then they didn't break up, but they like stopped performing or whatever, and then they re-released this album. Um, under Dead Oceans, another record label, um, and this one they added the live, the live tracks on it on the album. Um, but yeah, it's their debut album, 2016. Um, great, great songs, great album. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Um, dude, this. So I mean, I told you guys the other day, like it's fucking, it got me fucking love sick dude uh working late fucking nights dude i was working till like 1 a.m and yeah listen toxicity i would have to put on toxicity after duran jones because i was just down bad dude <laughs> uh but you know shout out to my dad uh because of him i'm like super into love songs and oldies um and actually, I do want to send this album to him because I think he would like it a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think like I'm just kind of like uh, like <laughs> like I'm kind of like I would say like romantic orientated, and and uh, the reason why I feel like also I am is because any like uh, video I make, I over romanticize the situation to make it look good, um, and this is like a perfect example of just i'm so, like <laughs> like tupac's do for love where he says like i'm a sucker for love same <laughs> um and this is like it, it's a very cute beautiful romantic album that just gets you it gets you so hard in the feels man like uh i had somewhat recently you know told told someone how i felt about them uh and you know everything's cool 
stuff like that. But after, you know, I told her how I felt and everything like that, it was cool, whatever. And then I listened to this and I'm like, oh my God, damn it, God damn it. Um, Cause the lyrics, you know, I'm like, um, so I just want to mention real quick. So the only songs that I had saved with Smile and uh, Is It Any Wonder? And so Jacob, I'm so glad you brought this album up because it, if you hadn't, it would have taken me a long time before I actually listened to this whole album. Um, and now I did, and I'm like, I'm so glad that you brought this up. Um, can't keep my cool, man. Um, it just that song fucked me up <laughs> real bad. <laughs> like listening, I was listening to it at work, like later at night uh, when there's less customers, and I just put it in my earphones. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. And you know, I was sitting. I was just like, you know, fucking stalking shit my heart hurts i have butterflies my head's in the clouds my eyes are droopy and i have a stupid smirk on my face <laughs> and i'm like dude this in. fucking this <laughs> album yeah it's just they duran is just such a good fucking singer um and then shout out to the drummer for singing is it any wonder he has an amazing voice um uh, and i'll send it to you guys in the in the chat but he sounds a lot like uh someone from the temptations called um i forget it. it's like something kendrick's uh that has a song called uh it was just my imagination uh running away um and he sounds like his voice is like it sounds so much like uh like him um and what I appreciate about this and the label that you're talking about that signs like oldie shit um, is that like they're literally keeping this type of music alive. Because um, I love oldies. Like I constantly listen to oldies all the time. Um, and it's really cool to see a young, young group of like people who are just doing that sound. Um, and uh, on what track, I think it was, I think I wrote it down. Uh, it was like Groove, Groove Baby? Yes. Groove Baby? Groove Baby. Groovy Baby. Um, yeah, and he fucking, uh, I, well, sorry, I have a question real quick. Jacob, the album that you have, it, does it include the live, um, the live performances? It doesn't. Or is it just? This it is doesn't? just uh, just the 2016 version. It just has the uh, the main songs, not the actual live song, unfortunately. Okay. Because the the one on the only one available on Spotify, which is where I was listening to it, includes all the live versions. Yeah. Um and uh, on the live version of that song, like he and also can't keep my cool he yells just just like uh what's his name uh i james brown hold on. james exactly yes you <laughs> yes yes he yells i have that note like written james down brown. i was like this i, I have that i have that note written down about groovy babe i was like this it, i was like T tell me this is a james brown track <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, i was dude, like i know that, that this isn't him <laughs> 
And then on on uh, can't keep my cool. Like he's just he says the same shit that James uh, uh, James Brown says. He's just like hit me, and he says it the same way. And they're like, hit me one more time. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a long pause, and he's like, and I can't keep my cool. Da-da-da. And it, dude, oh fuck, it's so good. Um, and then also on that song, uh, you guys know who Curtis Mayfield is, right? Yeah. I want to, I can't remember the song. I forgot to, I was going to write this down and I forgot to, uh, I think it's, uh, I'm your pusher. I'm your pusher, man. Literally the same, they have, that's on this fucking song. Um, they have that playing, and then they have. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I could. I dun, see it now. What? Yeah, I immediately as soon as I heard this, I immediately was like, "What the fuck?" And then hearing like the James Brown voice over this, I it just blew my fucking mind, dude. Um, and I'm like, like, yeah, I just it. Like I'm almost in a loss of words. Like, I'm kind of just like rambling now. But uh, yeah, like this, and, and it's what made me think about this album. Made me think about uh, uh, relatability because there isn't a single fucking person on this planet unless you're like ten years or younger, where you felt some way about a girl or someone. And it made you just fucking love hard. Like we've all felt that way. And you know, like lines from uh, 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 "Can't Keep My Cool" and uh, the other song. I was just talking about it. Wow. Um, is it any? Where they're just like, yeah. Is it any wonder? Um, you know, like I when when you know, like I love someone, and you know, I like like this girl you know like i'm gonna i'm full-blown will go chuequito full-blown irreticent rendezvous rendezvous on someone and you know i'll be like fucking stuttering and like and and like blushing like real hard and like fucking i'm already clumsy and i'm like fucking tripping and shit i'm like oh fuck (laughs) Uh, but I'm sure we've all felt that way, you know, about a girl before. And I'm sure you probably felt that way before you started dating your girl, right, uh, Dorian? And so this, oh, absolutely, and this yeah. is why I appreciate this this album so much is because it's like, it's such raw emotion. And again, there isn't a single person on this fucking planet that hasn't felt that way. Like we talk about, like it's the, the relatability is so real. Like I said, everybody has felt that, unless you're like ten years or younger. Because um, I mean, we we talked about like, you know, West Side Gun and stuff like that. There's people that go that live their whole lives without thinking, you know, I'm gonna cop this key of fucking Colombian cocaine and flip it, <laughs> you know. But There's not a single person that hasn't thought, dude, I fucking love this girl so much, you know? 
And so this is has just a relatability that's so so good, and yeah. everybody, I'm like they definitely deserve more recognition for sure, a hundred percent. But you know, it just works, and it just comes from the heart. It's uh, and I wanted to mention real quick. Um, so like most songs or most albums, like you'll have like if they're signed to a label, the manager is going to be like, yo, we'll put this album out, but you gotta you gotta put a love song on you gotta put a love song in there and then we'll we'll put it out and like, oh, fuck and they do it and it's usually the the most popular song because it's everybody relates to it um and but you could really tell that this wasn't the case with with this album it, it was all pure like heart and everything um and then I still have more to say, but the I just want to say the last thing for now is the drummer, his voice is so, so good. And I wish he was a little, I wish he was singing on this album a little bit more, but he has other songs on different albums that he's singing. But yeah, it's pretty much I have to say for, for that, for now, for that show. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, this is another one of those things that I basically learned about via this, uh, you know, the three of us talking and me and Jacob being friends. He plays uh, Duran Jones at work a lot. And uh, I started just like a humming with you, which is off of their album from 2021, uh, Private Spaces. And I was like, God, that song just gets stuck in my head and I love it. And then I had already started listening to other, like to that album, basically. I hadn't, I had listened to like, Is It Any Wonder or something? Cause it's in their top five on Spotify. And that's an easy way to discover a group, you know, listen to what, <laughs> listen to what other people are listening to. Uh, and I was like, damn, these guys are insane. These guys are crazy. And then Jacob brought this up and I was so happy because it was like, just like, it was timing. You know, I was like, I'm getting into Duran Jones and now I'm going to have to listen to a full album of them. And uh, if I had more hair on my head, it would have been blown back. Like, <laughs> like, this shit was insane. Like, in... <laughs> I almost fell off my seat, dog. <laughs> Bro. I ain't lying, though. Like, but... In... And it really, like, this was an album that actually made me think, you know, like, I actually listened to a lot of stuff, like, or, you know, like, think and listen to what was going on. Like, I, I listened to this, really listened to it, and uh, it made me think about other things that are going on, you know, like, this came out in 2016, and it's the same general vibe as, you know, say, like, Silk Sonic. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more music get released nowadays and be mainstream that has this sound to it. And I mentioned I talk about movements in music a lot because they're fascinating to me. Uh, I was big into history when I was in high school. That was my favorite subject other than English. And so I've always been I like and with my love and appreciation for music, I really like to think about how an album comes out and affects everything else, you know, affects other genres. Uh, 
and you know like system of a down for example you know like that album came out and then it spawned off a bunch of other stuff in the early 2000s were ruled by super aggressive but also at the same time melodic like heavy metal music and we're seeing a an absolute shit ton of music nowadays get released that's very soul influenced very funk uh r&b influenced you know all of that early early stuff like from the 70s so my first note that i made about this goddamn album was this is the new this album is the perfect example of what i'm calling the new wave of 70s soul and funk because it, it it's literally like you mentioned george uh the dude sounds like james brown on an entire track on this album you know groovy babe i was like listening to it and i said this one it could be in a movie like in a chate like a super intense scene in a movie where like people are running into an old like 1965 mustang and like you know speeding off away from the cops you know like dukes of hazard type of shit but also he's he pulls a james brown on it the entire time and just top to bottom you know duran jones's vocalism aaron frazier's vocalism aaron aaron frazier's drumming on this is out of this world uh can't keep my cool that that kick and click beat the boom that beat on it is it literally i I want to mention like i don't want to cut you off my bad no go ahead i just want to mention also like on the live version if you like i watched the live version this man so we're talking about like uh how uh what did you say was called independent uh limb independence limb independence he's also singing while drumming yeah miss me with that i can't dude i can't i can't sing that bro I can't sing and play the guitar at the same time. You think right. I can drum and play guitar at the same time? Yep. Miss me like, with that bullshit. Bro, <laughs> and then the way, like he, like you would expect him to, like his voice would be go off, like pitch or something, because he's hitting, like you know, that doesn't happen, and it's just it's absolutely insane. Uh, but like you, like you, thank you. Um, like you said. It's really just like we're having a big resurgence right now of the oldie music. And honestly, I'm so down for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, And especially me being uh, Mexicano, like, for some reason, I don't know, like, it's been oldies are like a thing with Chicanos and lowriders. It's a fucking thing, dude. Uh, and I'm like literally waiting. If I don't do it, if I don't go to a car show and see these little writers and make a video with Duran Jones fucking playing, I'm waiting to see that on on Instagram Reels. I have yet to see it, but can't right. keep my cool <laughs> with you know like low riders and stuff like that would be sick. Um, and I also wanted to mention now I'm gone because this the way this song sounds, you could easily easily have the black keys. Like it sounds like a black keys song. I don't know if you guys like just listen to that song and listen to black keys and like dude, that's literally like a black keys song. Um, 
so they do switch it up a, a, a little bit um but for the most part like it's just ah, this is a very heavy heavy you know uh album and and i will say confidently by the end of the, the year spotify wrap up this is it's gonna be on there. Be on there. It's gonna be on there. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I when I heard of this album, um, initially, I really was blown away because, like, we think about like old school. Like, we think about soul and funk, and we think about like old stuff. You know, we think of the Curtis Mayfield. We think of the Marvin Gaye. We think of all of that older, like seventies, eighties stuff. And nowadays, for there to be like a group of granted young people, like literally like university kids, like coming up to and getting approached by like record labels of like releasing songs and like, because that's how they got their start. Um, Coal Mines reached out to them and made a 45, like a, like a single. And they, they slowly, slowly came up with that. And then when they finally released the album, they just blew up. They blew up and they, they did a show in like 2016, like they did like one show in like 2015 or 2016, something like that. And then they like went on tour and then they just got huge. And then like people just love them. Um, and I think it's crazy that like nowadays we could still talk about that, not only about the history of like soul and funk, but like also what's currently happening like in Seoul. We think of Duran Jones, we think of Dojo Cuts, um, we think of a bunch of other artists that are like real soul and funk influenced. And it's still happening. It's still that's the like that's the beauty about music that anybody nowadays has that medium and that like opportunity to just go back in time and make you know make a reggae album or make a soul album or make a funk album and they could succeed from it doesn't matter what age you know doesn't matter how old or how young you are um and i think this is an album that's a prime example of that that like almost i can confidently say every song on this album i love every song like the intro like make a change like the first thing that you hear on this song is the drums and you hear that little and it just goes in and it's like you hear the guitar going at it and then you hear duran just singing on it and his voice he has like such volume and like when he when he's like really going in you could hear him how he's singing um especially on that song he's like you got to make a change and then it just goes into the drums again the guitars and it's it's fucking beautiful, man. Um, and then smile. He sounds like the singer. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He sounds like a singer of uh, I forget his name, but the the singer who sings uh, "My Girl" from Temptations, and he also sounds like uh, the singer uh, that also is a different singer, but he's um, the way the way you do things uh, from Temptations. Um, but the thing with Duran Jones is that he has such a wide, wide vocal range. Um, you can do high pitch shit, you can do low pitch shit, and then you can scream like fucking, uh, uh, it, uh wow, James Brown. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's just 
fucking absolutely mind-blowing to see that. And like I said, and like we've been talking about, is that we're just seeing a resurgence right now of just oldies. And I think it's something that maybe uh, our generation needs. Um, And like I didn't, so again, shout out to Spotify for the Discover Weekly. recommended uh what's it called i keep fucking i always want to say uh what to do but what to do is uh uh mike jenkins song um what's it called wow i keep forgetting about it um uh is it any wonder my bad um so that was the first song that i you know heard um absolutely blown away i really thought like without even thinking about it i thought i really thought that it just came out in the 60s and i was like oh shit i don't even know who these people are saved it downloaded it that was the end of that um and also smile uh smiles are really good song too it's really more of like a happy song but smiles really good um and uh yeah, I'm just like I couldn't be any happier to to see this type of music come back up. Um, and yeah, uh, there was something else that I wanted to mention, but I kind of forgot. But can uh, come back to me? Can we talk about the sax also? Whoever that is playing sax, dude, at the end of like Make a Change, he goes off, dude. It's Make a, a Change. It's uh, uh, I think oh. it's I'll hope I think it's no that's that's the basis. It's uh okay Alex Jeds Jeds Alex Jeds. There's like a couple other people because they have other people playing other stuff. They have like some playing piano at some point and everything. But the sax on that song, dude, so good. Yeah, so, the, I wanted to say also the um so it does like apart from it being like like oldie shit like they're i forget what song it is but the person playing the keys is emulating uh the organ sound and it sounds like soulful like church music even though i hate fucking church music but i do appreciate like certain aspects of gospel music and that they bring that element into it and the person on the keys is but it's like an org it's like high pitch like organ shit um that like fucking matches whatever's going on um and then there's another song too i forget what it is but the the bass on that the bass guitarist fucking holy shit and, and it did not even though the drums are hard the guitar is hard the singer's hard it did not get drowned out at all you could hear it very clearly um and it's just fucking tight as fuck yeah yeah uh fantastic album fantastic pick um i think you know i had mentioned a couple episodes back how i love when an album has just an absolute solid three track run uh like i think it was yeah it was the first time i did it was ghost main uh 
that ghost main episode that has a great one and similar similarly uh duran jones does smile can't keep my cool and groovy babe what an adventure through three songs honestly like smiles like you know feel good not necessarily like sad not necessarily like going insane and then can't keep my cool is very like it uh, like you said george it hits you in the feels like it it, it causes you to feel it it makes you feel emotion and then you get love sick for like the past three days at night dude i'm like oh fuck (laughs) yeah and then it goes into groovy babe which is just insanity like i had mentioned earlier uh and just the vote we talked about the vocalism and duran jones is a very talented singer but now i'm gone the instrument the instrumentation on that is out of this world the effects that he's using during that guitar solo and his manipulation of the effects and his guitar in itself is top notch like blues soul guitar playing like that is text like it is black keys song dude like i can't like when i listen to that song i can't not think about black keys yeah i listen to that song i'm like this is all black keys dude no they are dialed in on that song and it's it's uh leads into my next point which are my top three uh now i'm gone is my favorite song off the album cap can't keep my cool is number two and is it any wonder is number three uh just those three songs man like i those are ones that i literally when i drove when i got home and was listening to this i got into my room and just queued up those three songs i was like this was fantastic these are my I really want to hear these again and actually be able to appreciate them. Uh, but those are my three favorites off this album and my final thoughts on Duran Jones. Absolutely banger pick, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think for sure if you like this style of music and you like this group, definitely check out their other stuff. I say that every time to uh, for every artist, I know. But this is definitely one of those that you can just kick back, listen to it, and... It just gets you just in a whole different like universe. Like you have like a whole different like view on like what you're doing and how it's going. So um, definitely one of my more favorite modern uh, soul and funk albums. Um, if I had to pick, it would uh, my top three would be Make a Change, um, Now I'm Gone, and then uh, Smile. Those are my top three for sure. It's like some more like happier side. I fucking love the r&b like songs on this for sure um but i feel like those three i could play in any setting and you know it'll get people moving so uh for me i'm a simp <laughs> uh so i like uh is it any wonder and uh can't keep my cool and i think the other one probably would be Now I'm Gone, just because the fact that he sounds like James Brown and also Curtis Mayfield beat, or the, they just fucking did the same shit. They played that song, and like James Brown on a Curtis Mayfield song is wild. So they just brought all those elements together. So I think those are probably like my, my three favorites. Uh, tracks hard to pick i mean i honestly would rather pick like their live version stuff yeah. but like yeah the uh, i also want to say uh 
the can't keep my cool live version is so good dude uh because there's so many pauses where he's just like you'll be like interacting with the crowd and then immediately just like snap back to like the song uh there's been so many like even at the beginning he's like hey how many love people do i have in the in the audience and they're like yeah he's like we hear you say that one more time yeah you know and it's just like it it's just all about love with this album and i fucking i'm such a sucker for it and i love it so much um yeah jacob this was a phenomenal pick uh i had a very hard time picking my favorite song from my album dorian's album your album jacob i think this is a very good episode yeah uh we had some solid picks yet again uh very multi-genre you know some very influential stuff and stuff that really shows where modern music can go and you Mm -hmm. know shows how we're we're in the best we are as such music fans we are in the best time it's like it's literally what a time to be alive as far as someone who appreciates any facet of music like there's so many big movements happening right now or that are about to happen, you know, with Duran Jones, uh, fantastic picks, all three of us with that being said, uh, I think this is a perfect time to dive in, uh, to our picks for next week. Next week is going to be our biggest episode yet. Uh, I've been, we've been mentioning it for a couple episodes now. It's going to be alchemist day. So excited. We've been talking about a lot of alchemist. He comes up a lot. Uh, fantastic producer so as we've said before this is next week is the day is the episode where we're all going to talk about alchemist produced projects and with that being said george what do you got for us what's your alk project albert einstein with prodigy um alchemist produced album excited to talk about it because i accidentally talked about infamous and then it, it like goes into you know prodigy and alchemist so it was a perfect accident <laughs> uh but yeah albert einstein by uh alchemist and prodigy hell yeah a perfect little accident if you will yeah and we brought up we kind of alluded to this one a little bit barely but my pick bo jackson Boldy James MCing over Alchemist Beats. It's their third album together. Correct, Jacob? Yeah, it's their third um, their third album yeah. together. The lead up. Yeah, third album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the they had a couple of singles that they worked on before that, but yeah, I think that is. Yeah, probably the, probably the third first, like, or the third full album uh, from them. Uh, the follow up to Price of Tea in China that we mentioned a couple episodes oh. back uh so stoked to talk about that i love that album jacob what do you got for us so mine is shit mine's another alchemist album um i think this one definitely one of my favorites of uh i think 2021 it came out i want to say i could be wrong i forgot i haven't done my homework but one of the more like experimental that alchemist has been um, so my pick was Haram by Alchemist produced, um, and it has um, 
Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer and Haram. Arm and Hammer and Alchemist, sorry. Which Arm and Hammer is a group composed of um, Billy Woods and um, the other guy. Fuck, I'm spacing out. Elucid. Elu- yeah, thank you. Elucid, yeah. Billy Woods and Elucid with Alchemist beats on it. We're going to get into it next week, boys. Yeah, next week is going to be fantastic. We'll all be in person. We'll Very probably excited have, for that. It'll be a big episode, long episode. We'll probably have some extra stuff in there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another week. Next one is episode 10, monumental episode for the three of us. Jacob, George, shout out to you guys for sticking with me. Uh, we Another great week. We kicked it out of the park. We're going to do it again next week. Anyways, this has been What You Spin in Episode 9. We will see you next week for What You Spin in the Alchemist Edition. Thanks for watching.